Hi, this is Jimmy Evans with Marriage Today. This podcast is dedicated to equipping families with the teaching and tools they need to succeed. We hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more marriage building content. When you're talking to couples about marriage and you say to them, did God put you together? Almost every couple would say yes. And then when you ask them, why did he put you together? They give you this blank stare. Now this, this was Karen and me. We, we believe that God put us together. We believe we were made for each other. We didn't know why, but, but we believed it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about the purpose for your marriage and knowing the purpose for your marriage. And again, I want to say, if I could only teach three marriage sessions, this would be one because of the profound importance this will have in your marriage. Now, let me begin. I'm going to tell you some facts. Fact number one, in five years, you will not be the same. In five years, you will not be the same. I was at Gateway Church, and Bill Hybels was the speaker, and he made the statement to the church, and he said, in five years, you will not be the same. You will be better, or you will be worse, but you will not be the same. And the decisions that you're making right now will determine in five years what you will be. So let me just pick up on what Bill Hybels said and just make that applicable to couples. You won't be the same in five years. And just think about your friends. Think about some of your friends that you know that in the last five years that they have just done really well and prospered and flourished. Their marriage is great. But think of couples that you know that in the last five years their life has imploded. Okay. In five years, you could have experienced the greatest years of your life and your marriage be exponentially better than it is right now. Or it's going to be worse, but it won't be like it is right now. It'll be better or worse. Fact number two, success happens on purpose and never by accident. Never by accident. You will not wake up in five years and say, you know, honey, we never talk and we never spend any time together, but boy, isn't marriage fabulous? This is just, I don't, we never work at it, but boy, we've never been so happy. It won't do that. If you don't work at success, it won't happen. There are certain things that we have to do. Fact number three, in marriage, success only happens if we're both in agreement and committed to the same purpose. It's about two. When I was single, I could do things by myself and it would work if I was in agreement with me. But when I got married, Karen then had to be in agreement. It's, there's gonna be two of us. Amos 3.3 3 has a question and it demands a no answer. Can two walk together unless they're in agreement? Can, can two walk together? The answer is no, you can't because you're, it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a tug of war because you're not in agreement. And what it really means is, can two walk together unless they first agree? They sit in agreement. Well, most people never talk about deeper things of marriage. For example, why did God put us together? Most couples never have that conversation before they're married. So you're walking, marriage is the longest journey in life, and you, you really, you're not in agreement. So you're trying to walk together, but you're not in agreement. And Amos says, you can't do it. Unless you're first in agreement, you're just not going to be able to walk the way that you want to walk. And so let me just ask you this question. And it's just a real simple question. Do you know why God puts you together? Do you know the purpose for your marriage? Could you write it down? Could you articulate it? Well, most people can't, and we couldn't. Karen and I were clueless about why God put us together. And it was one of the reasons that we fought all the time and that we just weren't being successful. Here's fact number four. To find the purpose for your life in marriage, you have to start with the big questions. You don't start with the little questions of where we're gonna live and those kinds of things. 
It's the big questions. Now, when people are polled and they're saying, if you could ask God anything, why would you, what would you ask him? This is a national poll that was a secular poll. And they said, if you were able to, to ask God any question, what would your question be? The number one response of people across America is, why am I here? What's, what's my purpose here on earth? Not, not me as a married couple, but what is my purpose here on earth? I want to give you the definitive answer for that because it begins this entire process of understanding our purpose in marriage. This is life's universal purpose, Matthew 22. It says, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Well, the Bible was the law and the prophets. That's what they had. They had the Pentateuch, which was the law, and then they had the prophets. And Jesus said, love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. On those two commandments, the entire Bible is suspended. If you love God and love people, you've done everything that the Bible tells you to do. Love is the interpretive key to the Bible. If you don't understand love, you can't understand the Bible because it's the inter God is love. Our God is a loving, gracious, wonderful daddy. And he loves us and he sent his son to die for us because he loves us so much. That's the interpretive key to the entire Bible. And so when you understand love, you understand God. You understand the Bible. Everything makes sense. When you don't understand love, you don't. Well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the meanest people on earth. They were mean-spirited people. They put Jesus to death. They robbed widows of their money. Jesus called them a brood of vipers. These were mean-spirited people, and they were testing Jesus to see if he knew enough of his Bible. And they said, what is the greatest commandment? He said, I'll give you the, I'll give you the only two commandments. Everything the Bible says is about love and is about relationship. And by the way, when Jesus says the law, the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments tell us how to love God. The, second, the, the next six commandments tell us how to love each other. That's what the Ten Commandments is about. The Ten Commandments are the moral parameters by which we love God and we love each other. And don't you wish our nation would return to the Ten Commandments? And I know that there are many nations represented and a lot of others, but I'm saying you can't get better than Ten Commandments. They restrain our hearts. They help us to love God and love each other the way. The prophets, by the way, who were the prophets? They were representatives of a lovesick God calling Israel back into relationship. That's all the prophets were. The prophets kept coming to the nation of Israel saying, God, God misses you. Why have you turned your heart away from God? God wants you back. Jesus said, love God, love your neighbor. That's all the law and the prophets said. If you understand love, if you understand relationship, that's it. And let me say to you, you were created for relationship with God and each other. That's the purpose of your life. And you say, well, if, if God showed up and I could ask him any question, what would I ask him? Why am I here? And God would say, relationship. You're here for relationship with me and with each other. Well, so in Genesis chapter 2, we see the picture very clearly. God creates man and woman in a paradise called Eden, and they're in a perfect relationship with him and a perfect relationship with each other. That's the beginning. The, the Bible starts in a paradise with God, 
and ends in a paradise with God. The Bible's a good book. And in the middle, it talks about how we have rebelled against relationship with God and each other. That's, that's the story of the Bible. So in the Bible, we're, Adam and Eve, we're in a perfect relationship with each other, a perfect marriage, and a perfect relationship with God, and here came the enemy of relationship, the devil. He's the enemy of all relationship. And here are the two things that the devil did in the Garden of Eden to Adam and Eve that he does to all of us. The first is separation. He convinces two perfect people in a perfect paradise that the God who put them there was evil. You got to admit he's good. You got to admit he's good. He immediately begins to accuse God and to try to divide her from God. And he's already divided her from her husband because he's not a part of the equation. She ate the fruit without ever talking to Adam. He's going to, the day you got married, the day you got married and you said, I do, the devil said, I have a scheme against him. God has a plan for your marriage and so does the devil. And if you don't think the devil has a plan for your marriage, you got another thing coming because your marriage is a mortal threat to his kingdom. The devil cannot do in your family what he wants to do if you're happily married. The devil cannot do to your children what he wants to do if you're happily married. The devil cannot do in your community what he wants to do if there are marriages all over that community of people who love God. Marriage is a mortal threat. Marriage is the first institution that God ever created on this planet. And upon the institution of marriage, every other institution thrives. But when marriage fails, every other institution fails. And you can't save it until you save marriage. God is a strategist and so is the devil. And God understands if I'm going to build a great society, I've got to have great marriages. And so he creates a perfect marriage as the foundation. The devil understands if I'm going to destroy this society, I've got to destroy marriage. So the first thing that he does is separate Adam and Eve. He's always trying to separate us from each other. The second thing he does is called substitution. He comes to them and says, the answer is that piece of fruit. You don't need God. He's trying to hold you down. The man's trying to keep you down. You need that piece of fruit over there. Wait wait a minute. Let me go back for just a minute. Love the Lord your God. What's the most important commandment, Jesus? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbors, you love yourself. Jesus said, the entire Bible only speaks of two things, loving God and loving each other. The devil came and said, it's not about people or God, it's about things. If you only had that car, if you only had that house, relationships are why we exist. And the devil is the enemy of relationships, always trying to divide, always trying to get us to substitute things for our children, things for our marriage, things for God, things for the most important things that matter. He wants us to go chase after all this stuff that won't last. And that's what he did with Adam and Eve. Separation and substitution is just the way he works. He doesn't have to change his methods. It's worked great for a long time. But that's what he's going to do. I'm telling you, God has a plan for your life. And that plan is to love him and to love people, especially your family. That's his plan. It doesn't get any more complicated than that. Satan has a plan for your life. It is for you to be lonely and divided and chase after things for the rest of your life rather than to pursue God and pursue relationship. It's just very simple. That's just the way he operates. That's his MO. This is Brent Evans with Marriage Today. And I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. 
If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out marriagetoday.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, videos, articles, and live events.